The Knights of the Shed Actual Play Podcast presents DCC RPG, the Imperishable Sorceress. Why do elves have pointy ears? I don't know, Paul. Why do elves have pointy <laughs> ears? Because there has to be some point to elves. <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome to the shed. I'm Dave, the judge. We're playing Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, we'll just start by going around the table. And if everyone could just introduce themselves, introduce your characters. Um, Kevin, I will be playing Kane the Ditch Digger. <laughs> I am Toby, I'll be playing uh, Astrologer Garrett and Athelan the Witness. Uh, my name's Hayden. I'll be playing two level zero characters. Uh, Lucky Jim Torrens, the gambler, and Fosco, the jester. I'm Richie. I'm playing Yogaron, the banished prophet. He's a gold riller. And Genevieve, a licensed plumber. Maybe we could take a second to talk about what a gold riller is here. <laughs> well, gold, the benefit of everyone else. A gold riller is a... just as it sounds... A gorilla with golden fur. <laughs> Over you, Paul. <laughs> and uh, I'm Paul. I am playing Duriston, Wedding Sword. He's a grave digger and a level one rogue. So what is a wedding sword? <laughs> well, well, Duriston was trying to work out an epic kind of name. Because uh, all rogues in DCC are meant to try and gain some sort of infamy. And so he... That was going to be his little kind of call call sign tag, um, and he chose wedding sword because in his first ever adventure he was invited along to a wedding. During the ceremony, uh, a melee ensured, and he managed to grab twin carving knives that were going to be used for cutting the wedding cake. So silver knives that are about as long as uh, short swords, and. Um, because he wasn't quite Dristoerden enough to be able to dual wield them, he cut and ground down one of them into a dagger size so that he can he can use in his offhand. Could have called him Cake Sword, might have. <laughs> Doesn't have quite the same thing, does it? Though? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I should say uh, we have got a mix of new and uh, old characters who've had a few adventures, um, including uh, the aforementioned wedding. And also uh, a raid of Knoll House. The characters that actually went to Knoll House were Duriston, uh, Athlan, and Garrett. They're the ones we've got with us. Mm-hmm. We did have a Thought Master. However, one of his legs turned into a tentacle. And he's receiving uh, <laughs> occupational therapy. <laughs> and the idea is that Yogaron will be his mount at some point. All right, so... We'll assume uh, that, uh, picking up from last time, you've made your way back from Knoll House, from the woods to civilization, and apparently picked a few hangers-on uh, up on yes. the way uh, while in town. You did have some loot from last time that you might want to see if you can convert into cash somehow. Yeah, um, with the um, gems, we didn't work out if they did anything, did we? Um, uh, I don't believe you, you didn't identify their magical properties, no. Okay, is that a spell or... 
Um, it is. Uh, you can probably find a sage. Okay. To yep. to identify them for you, I would say. Yep. Well, we uh, seek out a sage to identify these gems. Now, there was a. If I recall, there was a reason why we went to Knoll House. We right. had heard of the riches of Knoll House. Mm. Uh, yes, and the, when we went inside, there were Knoll men. They were yes. naked and wanted to boil us up, yes. eat us. Yes. Sounds like you had quite the adventure. Well, you're able to locate a sage in town, mm. uh, but what have you got to offer him for his services? I have some gold. How much gold have you got? Twelve. Twelve gold. <laughs> we have gold. We have the bag of silver as well. Yeah, it, we we have gold and we have silver. Yeah. How much does he require for his services? Uh, let's say ten gold. All right. We will pay the fee. All right. He uh, he takes the emeralds into a back room uh, to perform his <laughs> spell. Um, I'm going to go with him. <laughs> All right. He's not pleased, but he understands. Uh, he sort of goes into a, an area. Behind the shop, behind a small curtain into his obvious uh, his sanctum to identify these objects. Uh, having having cast, he comes back to you and tells you that, that these objects are a matched set. They are enchanted, and in fact, what they are, in effect, are prosthetic eyes. A person could replace one or both of their eyes with these emeralds and receive fantastical abilities, including the ability to see in the dark and detect invisible creatures and objects. Doriston, do you want me to replace your eyes? (laughs) (sighs) Do you think these were only in cards? Do you think that would make me even more epic in terms of hero? Doriston Emerald Eye. It would certainly help me be able to sneak around in the dark and they see. Some, yeah, do they glow? No, they don't. Yeah, so you could use them too. But it might be painful. It can be a little bit painful. Oh. Yes, the sage points out you will in fact have to remove your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and, on one view, it might be wise to keep them as a backup rather than. <laughs> Yes, precisely. Perhaps if uh, just hold on to them. If there's an accident. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll hold on to the, the mm. eyes. Yeah. I don't want to lose my eyes. <laughs> I wish there were things I could have unseen, but not to lose my eyes altogether. He does yeah, note also this sage, though though he's not a jeweler, that these these emeralds, separate from their magical abilities, would be valuable as gems in their own right. Can this sage perform mm. the operation? Um, he's he's willing to try. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. Not that I've been offered. He will do it free of charge for the experience, he says. (laughs) Um, Maybe later. I'll volunteer. Just one. Just one light? Yes, please. Very well. So he he brings the Yogaron back into the... the back room has him lay on a table and produces a, a knife. I was hoping for a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you close your eyes. It's a, it's a very blunt knife, if that helps. And he sets to digging around. <laughs> and the other one begins screaming in agony. So, the operation inflicts four points of damage to you. 
one permanent point of personality loss. Oh, that's bad for this character. <laughs> <laughs> Since that's my main stat. <laughs> oh, no. Now, you can basically put the eye in and take it out. You get like a glass eye. Okay. Uh, when you don't have the eye in, you will have a minus, penal- uh, minus two penalty to ranged attacks and sight-related ability checks. I'm just going to leave it in. <laughs> Very well. So, uh, the eye grants uh, 60 feet of infravision, uh, and once per day you can call upon its powers to see invisible creatures and objects as if employing a detect invisible spell with a check result of 20 to 21. Mm, that's nice. <clears throat> just have to be very careful that a thief or someone does not steal it and pluck it when you're sleeping. Because that would really <laughs> be bad. Well, you've got another to steal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to spare. I'm going to attempt to cure his injuries. Are you going to use magic? Well, that's yes. Generally, how a cleric heals. Hmm. Interesting. To uh, know. failure. Uh, all right. So that is one. Does that increase your disapproval? Intra- increases your disapproval. Yeah. My God, this does not like gorillas. Well, it makes sense. You are a banished prophet. What is your god? Who is your god? Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of him. Okay. Well, maybe that's the problem. Yeah, probably. All right. So the the, the result of the failure is just nothing is healed. Nothing is that? Yeah, I believe so. So, um, what does a ditch digger do? Digs ditches. What sort of ditches? Well, the trains, mostly. Oh. <laughs> if you need some, some irrigation, I'll dig you a ditch. Oh, Ooh. Good money in ditch digging? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why you've come to be an adventurer like me. Yes. But obviously it's glamorous. Ditch digging? Yeah. Oh, it's it's infamous job. Do you know that I am... Um, I might be related to you because I'm a gra- grave digger. Ah, second class digger. <clears throat> second class? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it's my first. But surely graves are very elegant. Oh, ditches have got to be the exact proportions. Are they not? I think you'll find that if you have the choice of being buried in a ditch or buried in a grave, most people would prefer. Most adventurers end up in ditches. Are they dug by you? Some are. The local one. Anyway. <laughs> uh, sorry, so Toby, you, you passed that. Yeah, so I forgot to add my bonuses like a moron. I'm so, so I get a hit dice. Uh, yeah, so I. What is your hit dice? D10. D10? Are you going to roll it? Yes, I do. Uh, you gain seven hit points as well. Thanks. Uh, there's this really uncomfortable feeling as my eye socket grows around this emerald. So but then I blink over the emerald. <laughs> that looks disturbing. It feels quite comfortable. I'll assume you'll return to the, the tavern that you're lodging in hmm. uh, once you've finished with the sage. And who, who had the bag of silver? Was it Athelon or Garrett? Athelon. Uh, Athelon. So where, where's that stored? Like on you, like it's in a pack or it's in, his, uh, it's in his backpack, yeah. Alright, so um, you, um, you all sort of pile through the door of the inn. Uh, and, and as that's happening, just as, as Athlon starts to walk through, he feels a funny sensation coming from his backpack. And then all of you, as you pass through the door, are startled to enter a frozen boreal country, 
where black trees huddle under white snow, hiding areas of deeper darkness beneath them. You're standing halfway up a snowbound mountain of black stone, which has been further up the mountain, has been cleft, uh, as if by a giant's axe. It's a rough trail before you wind up towards the mountain, and it stretches down behind you towards the stark wood below. The doorway to the tavern is gone, there's no sign of it, and the sky overhead is overcast to the colour of steel. Are you guys seeing what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, uh, I should add it's bitterly cold as well. Are you, you guys seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah. Uh, can I... Uh, I assume it's alright if I cast Detect Magic? Uh, sure. Uh, you start casting and I take several casting. steps back from you. <laughs> Avidly watching your arms and legs. Uh, I am aware of magical enchantments on any object or creature within range. What's the range? It's 30 feet or more. Uh, Alright, uh, so the, the only um, magic that you are detecting within 30 feet uh, are the eyes, okay. the emerald eyes. As far as your detect magic goes, this all appears to be a real place. So we step through a door and, appear, and just find ourselves in, through here. A, yep. That's right. Okay. Okay. No, no. So if we turn around, there's a door there? No, it's not. Okay. Over. Now, I have a bundle of hides. Yes. No, but I'm not going to mention it. <laughs> After you mention it. But, I mean, you can see he's carrying a bundle of hides. <laughs> can we use some of those lovely warm hides to better endure this weather? Um... <laughs> you did get an I emerald eye. so. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, so he unbundles them. Seems kind of put out by it. <laughs> and, uh, I'll around. give you a gold piece. Oh, sure, I'll take a gold piece. Thanks. There we go. We're all got nice full fur. Right, what do you do? Try not to freeze to death. <laughs> <laughs> Are there Probably any landmarks? Oh, sorry, yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's a trail that leads um, leads back behind you towards the the forested area and it leads well, up the mountain. I think the, we need to head up the mountain if that's where basically we went through the door onto the trail trail leading up. So that you are facing the, the, the mountain and the way up when you came through the door. Yeah. So do we just want to continue up or should we be climbing a mountain at the moment? <laughs> Is there, is there anything visible that the trail heads towards any kind of structure or anything? Yes, you can kind of see like far. There seems to be an opening in the mountain far up the trail. It's it's going to be like a cave or something. A, a, you know, a, a proper hike. But yeah, the, the, well, it actually looks more regular than a cave, although you can't see very well from here. Oh. Genevieve says, that. "There's a door up there." Fosco shakes his tambourine. Is Fosco a mute? Oh, I think he might just be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yogaran says there's no reason for idiots not to talk. <laughs> we should head up this mountain then. We need to take cover. This is unacceptable. Who's going to lead us? Lead on! Oh, you two are seasoned well, adventurers. I think Dorstan, not Emerald Eye. I think Fosco should lead us. Well, then we can say who's more foolish, the fool or the fools who follow him? Okay, Fosco makes his way to the front of the 
the um, the group looking quite happy. <coughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, perhaps a marching tune for us, Fosco. Take requests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not even sure we can manage with that, to be honest. <clears throat> anyway, he sets off up the um, mountain. Lucky Jim will follow him. I take it the rest of you follow him. I follow. Let's go if you want. Athelan, as you make the decision to um, oh God. <laughs> to head up the path, you hear a voice, a woman's voice in your head say, by Ivrian's blood and Ivrian's token, come forth. And you feel at that point compelled to climb the mountain. I re- repeat that phrase to you guys. Um, okay. Yeah, well, I, I'm going up. For, I, I'm going up the mountain. I don't care what you guys do. I'm going up. Does Ivoran? Ivoran's. Yeah. Does Ivoran mean anything to? Do Do I recognise that name or? Uh, who? It's any of the adventurers got a sort of educated background? Well, uh, I am a, uh, a, a. Well, Garrett is a uh, a wizard of some repute, if I must say. The other one's a prophet. So, so uh, whether you have historical knowledge or not. All right, make an intelligence roll for Garrett. Ten. Yep. Um, I mean the name. It rings a bell as something from history, like as an old, old name. But he couldn't, he can't pinpoint what it is. Bugger. Hmm. So, picking up on the suspicion of the group, Yogoron kind of sniffs the air and then starts sort of jumping around in the snow and like picking up bits of snow and eating it and looking around and then digging like crazy and like then jumping on top of a bush and shaking it. This is his like wilderness. Trying to figure out like what's going on in the wilderness thing. Uh, all right, is that a specific ability? Or it is. All it's right, a wilderness survival ability. Uh, so it can be used for tracking, detecting traps and hidden foes, and um, yeah. So it's just a d20 plus my level. All right, like okay. I guess. Yeah. All right. I don't know how I that works exactly. Um, uh, 15 plus 116. Alright, so you can tell a few things. Um, uh, Yogoron is, is confident that you are somewhere quite far north, uh, which is the reason for the cold and the snow. He also notices that there are foot, footprints around here, tracks of like a humanoid variety. Not necessarily very meaningful in terms of where they're leading or how many or anything like that, but there's definitely people move around here. Uh, and, he, and also... Uh, hears while doing this this what sounds like a, a very distant call from come from the forest like not like an animal call like a, a noise a person or a humanoid creature would make calling out to another one and that's that's coming from the bit below the mountain from the, the the forest behind you and are there any tracks going up along the path the way we want to go yeah so the tracks indicate um that people have gone Gone of both directions. Up and down mm-hmm. within this within this particular area. Footprints. People. Cold north. <laughs> Alright, so you're all just happy to keep heading uh, mm. up the mountain? I'll follow yep. the monkey. <laughs> I was already walking. Oh, sorry, Athelon was. He, he's 
basically got no, it feels like he has no choice but to. So the trail leads upward into the colder reaches of the mountain uh, where the snow is seen more than the black stone. Ahead of you, after about two hours of hiking up, uh, you can see uh, near the edge of the tree line off from the path a low stone cairn. Then from the trail behind you, you hear the, the, those primitive war calls again that you heard. You realise that's what it was. And bloodthirsty ululations, as though from a horde of savages. Yeah. And we all hear this. Yes, you can all hear this this time. Time to hide. Time to hide. Everyone, quick. Is there? A, is, are we near the cave that you mentioned? You're still. You still would think you're still several hours from getting up to there. Sorry, where, where are we? In the tree line? Where? Sorry. No. Where you're on a path, and then so there's a basically there's a tree line heading up the mountain on either side. Of the path. I think we should take cover, shouldn't we? Well, yes, uh, or, or run. How, how far behind us do the screams and shouts sound? If you turn back around, you can actually see them. <clears throat> okay. Coming up the path, there's a, a, a group of um, two dozen humanoid figures. <laughs> okay. uh, they are dark-haired men, and they are naked, but they're painted with some kind of gold paint, and they're wearing stag antlers, headdresses with stag antlers in them. But they've obviously seen you, and they're like, yeah, I'm running. Let's, let's, friendly. let's put the, the gorilla at, at the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Seems like a good idea. I mean, we're both gold. <laughs> My two are going to start. No, 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 he's got the eye. He can't leave him behind. It's worth, it's worth more to us alive. You mean my eyes were watching? My two take off up the hill. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to. So we're heading into the trees and then keeping going up? Y- yes, we're going to head, see if we can keep ahead of them. Alright. Oh, really? Just we're not going to hide in the trees? Like, presumably we could sort of move off the path, go cross country, or oh, that was just the consensus that people want to run. I think we're going. Some of us are going to run. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, just run up the path? Mm. Alright, uh, is anyone doing something different than that? No, we're just bolting. Just legging it up the path. Legging it. Alright, everyone running up the mountain, uh, if you could please make a uh, fortitude save. 18 total. 8. 19, lucky Jim shoots up the hill. Athelan uh, gets a, a, a 13, and Garrett gets a 21. Wow. Well, wow. Okay. Who got less than a 14? Athlan. Yes. Anyone who got less than a 14, uh, please oh, take one point of temporary stamina damage. Oh, oh yeah. So, generally also. Genevieve falls behind to the back of the pack. So, it's cold and the air is getting thinner up here. Uh, and, you know, while there is a path, it's not exactly the... Uh, best maintained pass. Uh, but you, you run uh, and after about a minute of running you you come up onto the can I described earlier. Yep. Mm-hmm. And as you go past it you sort of look back over your shoulder and you see the um, uh, this group of, of tribesmen kind of starting to slow as they see you get past the can as yep. if they don't want to pursue you past it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Maybe we yep. shouldn't. <laughs> Is it anything obvious about this can that stands <clears throat> out? Uh, that that Athlon or um, Garrett would notice. Make a make an intelligence check. Just make it for one of them and use the best. Okay, Garrett gets a 
15. So where it's placed is, is like at the, uh, the the line where the trees kind of stop on the mountain, where, where the vegetation sort of peters out. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's precisely what it marks, you're not sure, but it's mm -hmm. basically right at that, that point. <clears throat> Are there any markings or anything on the camp? Uh, no, it's just like a, a rock <clears throat> made out of a series of stones piled up. Yeah. Doriston keeps on going. I follow Doriston then. I follow Doriston also. Yeah. Alright, you yeah. keep hiking and after a few more hours you find yourself very high up the mountain. You can see an expanse of cold boreal forest, forests stretching far around you. To the east you can just make out a distant ice-locked sea. The entire world seems drained of colour, black trees and stone, white snow and sky the shade of light steel. Now suddenly, out of a crack in the rock that looked like nothing more than a dark smudge, a white-furred creature, like a nightmare cross between a scorpion and a centipede, comes rushing out uh, and starts heading towards you at speed. Ah, what the hell was that? Um, may I do something? Uh, I cast magic missile! <laughs> uh, well you better roll for initiative. Okay. 18 for Garrett. 17. Hang on. That's your agility modifier. Do we just roll once for all of our characters? Uh, yeah, just, okay. just, use, just use your best modifier. 18 then. Uh, sorry, so, okay. 13. Hey. 2. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. That's right. Richie? 17. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so Toby is first. <clears throat> this is this creature is moving aggressively towards us, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's not very far away. Like, one turn it's on right. you. And it's a gorilla scorpion. Um, a fur, no, centipede, centipede and a scorpion, but it's kind of furry. Right. Fur, like a snow 17 scorpion. on the dice. Centipede. Yep. Uh, I throw a single missile that deals 1d4 plus cast level. Okay. Four points of damage. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Garrett, uh, sorry, Athelon will hopefully be able to cast a spell as well. How big is this thing? Human size, like in terms but of length, uh, but lengthwise, yeah. probably sort of two two people's length, Damn. like two two people lying down. Wow, it's like, uh, it's big. Big. that's a very good because Garrett, he's got to have said it was like two inches long. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't really be a nightmare. Well, it could be, could be pretty crazy. <laughs> I'm going to cast paralysis. Uh, that would be a failure. Yeah, definitely a failure. All right. So, so you now I move take one point of disapproval. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so it is. No, no, uh, the cleric. Okay, uh, Yogaron runs in and hits it with his club. And probably misses substantially. Just a six. Uh, that will miss, yes. Yeah. Okay, so he runs in, takes a swing, slips on the uh, snow. Oh, maybe this is like a hole. So he's now up to his knees in snow. Sure. Uh, Genevieve observes. <laughs> from, she, from she fall back a little, she's maybe? Still, well, she's at the back, so. Alright. Uh, so, Kevin. Uh, Kane is gonna heft his shovel and 
run straight at it and try and thwack it. Alright. Seven. Uh, that will not be enough. A valiant effort, but uh, <laughs> fails completely to connect. I fall in a ditch. <laughs> this is accidentally a dig a ditch <laughs> and fall in it. It's just a, it's a matter of instinct, that was all. You went to hit him and you just started digging. <laughs> <laughs> this will slow it down. Jurassic <clears throat> wedding swords at his hip yeah. uh, suddenly flashed out into his hands. Um, and he's going to go for two attacks. <sighs> Alright, so I'll say the red one is my offhand. So that's a just a deep So that is a six and a four. So uh, five and seven. Those are not hits. You'll be shocked for tonight. Uh, Alright, it's now the creature's turn. Yogaron gets attacked. Uh, it tries to My hit you with its stinger. Arm glass is 10. Okay. That won't hit. <clears throat> so it tries to sting you, but it misses. So then it is Hayden. Okay, so lucky Jim. Just gonna go, go at it. Come on, Jim. Use that Die, you hairy <laughs> thing. <laughs> So 17 on the dice. That's a hit. He is lucky. One oh. mighty hit point. A mighty blow. What are you using? A club. <laughs> Bopped him on the head. Fosco drops his tambourine. No! And um, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> tosses a dart at it. Uh, so, so that'll be at minus. No, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, surrounded, <laughs> I think he's surrounded by about like four uh, okay, people right now. I'm not so sure why I'm even rolling. If you're throwing through, so minus two. Okay, so four total because, okay, I got um, six on the die. I was ten on there, minus two for my agility, minus two for the negative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no. Will that affect my magic missiles, which never miss? Uh, no. No. Because I'm going to cast magic missile again now. What's the, uh, what's your mercurial magic effect associated with the magic missile? Oh, let's have a look. I think... Uh, nothing. I got normal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hang on, no. Ah, oh, crack of lightning. Right. Every time I cast them, that's right. Stealthy magic. Yeah. <laughs> got 20 all up, so yeah. I throw 1d4 plus 2 missiles that do damage equal to 1d6 plus cast level. Okay. I throw 5 of them. Uh, this creature takes uh, 22 points of damage. That kills it. <laughs> <laughs> no, my ditch would slow it down. <laughs> the bolt the took from beast the is struck by a series of uh, bolts of force which pulverise its exoskeleton and get to its soft, squishy bits. So was there a, like obvious point of origin for this creature? Like, did it come out of a burrow or something? It came out of a really thin crack in the uh, rock of the mountain. Okay, uh, Yogaron will walk directly up to the crack and look into it with his emerald eye. Alright. You can't really see much. I, I know you can see uh, with infravision, uh, but it's obviously like a very thin crack, much smaller than any of you in terms of width, uh, and it just seems to lead deeper into okay. uh, the mountainside. That's not obviously not a passage or anything like that. Mm -hmm. 
I was hoping that maybe another one would jump out and try and eat his face, but... <laughs> it was a valiant effort, yeah. but... <laughs> no, just the one. So we've still been... The, the, our pursuers have tapered off, haven't they? Yeah, they, if you... Yes, yeah. you, I mean, you're several hours ahead of where them, they stopped. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't yeah. pursue Yeah, they yeah. might be... Yeah, but they probably know about these beasts. They're probably just running after us trying to warn us about these... that's a really bad idea. <laughs> Friendly naked people. Oliolations. Yeah. <laughs> Friendly oliolations. I think that's on my Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> like, swipe right for friendly oliolations? Yes. Yeah. Do, do you continue up the mountain? Perhaps we should skin this thing. Can we skin an insect? Can um, we gather the poison? Has so it? it has got fur on parts of it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Can I um, gather the poison? How big is that stinger? Uh, it's several, several inches. Enough to stab someone? Yeah. Can I hack it off with my shovel? I can lend you a sword to do it. Sure. Or a cake, cake sword. Look, make a... I, I have a special skill called handle poison. Well, that might help once he's, <laughs> once he's hacked the stinger off, but he's making a, an agility check right now. Let's we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <coughs> 17 Alright, so you you, you um, break the stinger off with your shovel and a, there's a bit of a squirt of some kind of like uh, uh, blue light blue liquid out of it but you manage not to splash it up onto yourself or anything like that Well, perhaps we, we could cold our weapons with it We could <coughs> I bet I can't coat my magic missiles with it I can't coat a club really Coat a tambourine. <laughs> Bladed tambourine. <laughs> Shunk! He doesn't have that. If he had a little mini drum kit, he could go boom, boom, <laughs> ching. It's <laughs> a good point. He gives you a look that says, look into that when we get back to town. Genevieve says, it's really cold here. Can we keep moving? Well, this poison, does it look like I'd be able to put it on no. on my wedding swords? Ah, you can certainly try. And would anyone else like some? Um, well, I'll try mine first, <laughs> and then I will do yours. So do you just have a bonus to handle poison? Is that how it works? Or? Yeah, it's... Uh, my bonus is zero yeah. plus agility, so plus two. Okay, sure, okay, yep. So, the first application onto my longer carving knife. Splay. Let's get another dice. Let's <laughs> fall on the throw. It was 15. Alright, oh, successfully. It's dripping with a blue venom. Yeah. <laughs> Do my dagger next. A 17. Okay, that's also a success. Now, ditch diggers. Shovel? Shovel? <laughs> no, just don't dig a ditch with it until it's something. Dig a ditch in someone's head. Well, it's an 18. Whoa. For a total of 20. Shit. That's a success. How many applications are there? Uh, so there's any more juice? No, that's it. <laughs> Fosco looks downtrodden. <laughs> <laughs> Worth sampling that one. 
Very good. Well, we should keep on going, Fosco. You're doing such a good job being the leader. He turned around and noticed that Genevieve's kind of blue. He's looking like physically blue, like freezing. Oh, well, she's got high, but like, didn't we give her some fur? <clears throat> she failed her fortitude saving throw and is quite cold. Shivering. Which fortitude? Yeah, which reminds me, everyone should make another fortitude save while you're standing around. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thanks, Richie. Yeah, well, the other one failed dramatically. And so did Genevieve. So Genevieve really is blue. double fun. Um, Garrett and Athlon are Thunder. quite toasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyone who got under 14, that's another temporary stamina. <laughs> oh, temporary stamp stamina as opposed to... Yeah, not you're not taking action. Damage, uh, unless you get a penalty to your stamina as a result of the stamina damage. Oh, okay. Oh. So does well, that affect your hit points? It will if it, if it changes your penalty, yes. Or yeah. minus. You can't, you can't die from it. Because okay. you have minimum one. Yeah, right, yeah. But I did just go to two points. So if like I'm level one, I've so dropped by one. Yeah. I've got a minus negative. Do I lose a minus one for my zero level class as well? Yeah, well, in theory, both of those hit points should have included your stamina bonus, so you'd be losing it right now. Okay, so minus two. All right, so keep, keep moving. Yes, yeah, my rather chilly carriages. <clears throat> right. About an hour further up the mountain, uh, you see ahead a black opening in the stark white snow. Uh, ancient worn steps are cut into the rock leading to it. A dark passage some 20 feet wide and vaulted to a height of only 8 feet proceeds from the doorway. Is this the yeah. thing we saw earlier? Yes. Let us get in before we freeze. Is this where I am... Urged to go. Yes. Can Yogaron see make anything out through the darkness as they head in? With uh, the 60 feet of provision. In provision. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's pretty dark in there. Um, I, this doesn't apply to, to Yogaron, I'm just setting the scene for everyone. It's quite dark in there, so you'll need a light source if you want to be able to see. There's a little bit of light coming from outside, but it doesn't seem to reach very far in. Um, so beyond the entrance, there appears to be a long tunnel, uh, 60 feet wide. And about 15 feet in height. I have a lantern if anyone would like to hold it. Not me. Bosco, would you like to hold it? <clears throat> Just don't shake it. Can you see something like further in the room or in this hallway, um, like light, like points of light move across the, the middle of the, the visible area? Everyone does, or this is just you? Okay. So you can sort of say that this is a. Um, long hallway made out of black stone that's decorated with. Um, <coughs> Black fossil impressions of ancient fish and enormous ammonite shells. You can also say that this hall um, arcs downwards, and then uh, you're not sure. You think it arcs back up, but you can't actually see the full length of it because of the arc. Mm. I have six torches. Does Does anyone have, I've given a lantern to um, Fosco. Fosco. Does anyone have some way of lighting? <laughs> Does anyone have some way of lighting these things? So I have a candle. Well, this is Genevieve. But I have no way of lighting. Yes, I have flint and steel. Oh, may I borrow that, or could you light my candle, please? Oh, sure. There you go. Okay, so Genevieve's like kind of huddling around this candle, kind of get trying to get warmth and light. Yeah. Is it is it warmer in this cave? It's warmer. It's not warm, but uh, it's out of the wind and out of the snow and that sort of thing. Is it enough to undo our (laughs) negatives? No, it is not. 
Well, um, we should explore this place. <clears throat> Do you think, um, in exploring this corridor, we should have some sort of uh, order of marching, perhaps? <clears throat> Fosco seems more than happy to um, take the lead. The other one's just kind of wandering ahead, as oh. you can see. But, like, not purposefully, particularly just wandering. Not wandering off, but just. Unless everyone else is stopping, in which case I guess he is wandering off. <laughs> well, Fosco's taking off. Okay, so Fosco and Yoga are in the lead, I guess. Yeah. I'm going to stick within the middle of the pack. Same with Genevieve. Yeah, same, same with Kane. Lucky Jim somewhere in the middle. Duriston's going to skulk on the, on the edge of the light, right. hiding as best he can, and sneaking. Alright, so you, you head further into the corridor and you notice that on the uh, left and right, uh, as it sort of begins to arc down, there are two openings coming off the side of this hall. The one to your left is appears to be open, it appears to lead to another corridor. The other one leads to like a, a, a five foot opening, but then there appears to be something blocking blocking that uh, exit, or, but from where you are, you can't really tell quite what it is. Okay. Perhaps we should see what the blockage is. Right. Do you? Who's going to? Spoken like a plumber. Yogan <laughs> <laughs> uh, will be there, and yeah, Fosco is. Kane will go up and have a look. Alright. When you get closer, you can see that what's blocking it—it's it's not a door, but there appears to be strings of tightly woven horizontal wires. But are pulled tight across it, making like blocking it off. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, obviously, Yogaron touches the wire. As Yogaron touches <laughs> it, the wire goes slack. So can you just like sort of part it and walk yep. through? Yep. Okay, it does that. All right. This reminds me of a spider's web. <laughs> does anyone want to follow Yogaron? <laughs> Do they seem <laughs> man? Does it seem man-made or natural these wires? I don't know about man-made, but not natural. Made by somebody. Okay. Can I can I use my shovel to part it and 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 watch him? No, you rub the. Uh, as soon as your shovel touches it, they snap shut again. Ah. Uh, so, for this one second while Yogaron is uh, alone, I will just tell you what he sees. Mm-hmm. He's in a square room, about fifty feet on each side. The black stone walls are low, and the room itself vaults to a height of twelve feet. Uh, in the centre of the room sits a a comfortable-looking chair of black wood with white upholstery and a black footstool. Uh, there's also a small chest and a table upon which a candle holder still contains an unlit candle. There is another exit from this room. If you assume that the door you came through is on the north wall of the room, uh, this is on the bottom of the east wall. And it's, okay. also, it's also got one of those wire doors. Okay. Uh, there's a chest in here. Can we hear him? Yes. Yep. Um, everyone outside is surprised mm. all of a sudden when in, out of the wall in front of you, this what looks like a, a school of, of faintly glowing translucent fish fly out of the wall through and past you and then go through the wall behind. Through and past like, like actually bodies? Yes. Like, like ghost fish. Ghost yes. fish. <laughs> okay. Is there, any adver- yeah. Is there any adverse effect that we notice? Or just, nope. Nope, just it's a little cool when they touch it. Which freaks us out. But yeah, yeah, okay. But it's, it's surprising. That's something. Okay. Really I'm going to catch one. 
I'm going to touch the metal rope. Okay. With flesh. So I'm assuming metal's the cause of it to tighten, so I'm going to touch it with my hand. It goes slack. Yeah. So flesh can get through. Flesh, well, yeah. So touching it with metal obviously reset whatever Yogaron did. What if you're wearing metal? Don't touch them with the metal. <laughs> I'm going to. Oh, so sorry. Garrett and Athlon push their way through. Oh, you find yourself in the room I described. As does Doriston. Mm, as does Jim and Fosco. Yep. Followed by Genevieve. Kane. Kane follows quickly. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit scared of ghost fish. <laughs> At least there are any ghost fish. If there's ghost fish, maybe there's ghost sharks. That's what I was worried about. Well, there's a chest and a chair. <laughs> yes. And a candle. And a table, I think, or a footstool or something. You think we should light the candle? I think we should break down the, the chair and light it on fire. Take the candle. That doesn't sound like a crazy idea. Yeah, break in the table, the chair, and the... Yeah, perhaps we should. What's uh? What's this chair look like? Uh, is it the, the, the other one sitting on it? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a it's a made of black wood with white upholstery. Is it? Uh, and it's got a gold gorilla on it. <laughs> <laughs> Both all, all of it exclaimable. <laughs> Not strictly decorative gold gorilla, but okay, well, lucky Jim's gonna have a have a look at the um, chest. All right, it doesn't appear to be locked. It's just like a. <laughs> Like, a, like a storage chest, not like a treasure chest. Oh, I found it. When you open it up, it's um, there are several black bound books. Oh, they're burned too. Burn the knowledge. I um, might persuade you not to <laughs> burn the books. I believe I can read. I have language common. Does that mean I can speak um, it? Before you touch them, may I have a look at them with my right my arcane senses? And I'll cast Detect Magic. Mm. Natural 20. Okay. And what's the result? The cleric can determine exactly which objects or creatures are magically enchanted within range. In addition, the spell reveals creatures of non-mortal origin, e.g. extraplanar creatures, demons, devils, celestials, undead, etc. Uh, The cleric can distinguish between magical creatures and non-mortal creatures. He can tell if uh, different weapons or items of equipment on a creature are enchanted, and whether a creature that registers as magical overall does so because of its cloak, for example, or because of something inherent in its blood. Okay. Uh, And what's the range? 30 feet or more. So um, 30 feet? Away from, in, in every direction. Yeah, yeah. so the, the emerald eyes. Uh, I might follow that up with a detect evil. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. Yogaron just grabs one of these books and starts flipping through it. Oh, God. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh God. Can Yogaron read? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it doesn't make, none of the words make any sense, but there are pictures. So, I mean, that's good, I guess. Uh, so, as you flip through, you see... Pictures. Is it a flip book? It's uh, not, You see a, uh, a woman, a dark woman <coughs> on these pictures, uh, and she is flensing flesh from living women and flensing it off into to big vats in some of the pictures. There's another section that seems to show someone bathing in human milk and blood. Uh, and also illustrations of a horse-headed demon with stag horns. And pictures of cruel-looking bee-like creatures. Yogaron tries to commit this to memory. Will probably fail, but um, um, he's—it's because he's—I mean—he's a prophet, so he's yes. planning on being. He's an aspirational 
to be a cult leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that some of these might come in handy. Sure. If he can remember them, he probably won't remember them. Uh, he can only try. So um, within a radius of sure. 60 feet, I can detect um, anything that's evil, including orbit, um, objects inherently dangerous in nature. These books are evil. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely evil. Yeah. Not like in a, like, actively, like, they're gonna not, do they're not gonna evil magic you. way or whatever, but, like, not very nice. the yeah. content's on them is very nice. clear. In mine can. Yeah, okay. I don't detect anything else, though. Like, not, no nothing else glowing either. ghost sharks. And... No, so, uh, the way I'm trained out, I think, unless it says differently, you've got to be able to see the thing to detect yes. it. So, um, you, nothing else in this room is coming up as evil. Okay. So... You're the going to grab one of these books? Yeah. Just you'd... say one book. Sure. One black book. What is in these books, Yogaron? Oh, there's all kinds of... Um... Look, there's a uh, cool bee people. There are six books in there. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I mean... They all look... If you flip through each of them, they're all sort of similar kind of things. They have yeah, stag. Yogaron's like, they're all the same. Horns. Can I so read there's enough for all of each. Just to what have stag ones? The demon, you just There's a demon. There's a horse, horse-like demon. And those, um... Naked horse-headed also had stag. They ones. did, yes. So one would extrapolate from that that they are perhaps disciples of this particular god. Horse-headed god, demon thing. You'd think then that they'd be willing to come up to this temple. Did you say stag? I believe I said stag. Because those tribesmen they had stag helmets. <laughs> Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> I think you're onto something. Um, just walking around the room showing everyone the bee people. It's like, look at how cool this is. <laughs> this is cool. Well, I think we should burn. Yeah. Uh, that might be worth something. Burn. Who two? Coldest? To Yogaron? I'm taking one. I mean, you can burn the other five. I well, I, th- I think we need to raise our body temperatures because um, it's... Quite cold. That's Books good. don't burn very well unless you rip them all out. Oh, we can rip them That's fine. <laughs> I'm going to take a book. And the, take, just books. Genevieve would, <laughs> Genevieve would like to take the candle. Sure. Oh my god. <laughs> Is it like. I'll take Are you going to take the candle holder as well or just the candle? Yeah, sure. Is it. Right, it looks like uh, when she picks it up, it looks like it's made of silver. Cool. Lucky Jim takes to the chair with a club. Alright, smash it up. Smash it up, yes. Takes a bit of work, but stop, smash it up. Stop! Is there a footstool <laughs> and a table? Stop! Uh, there is a footstool uh, and, yes, and a small table. You just make a whole pile of these things and just light them on fire. No, you should stop. Perhaps the owner will come back and see us destroying their property. Oh, I didn't think of um, that. Do I have any <laughs> urging to go anywhere else while I'm here? Not, no, not in particular. So this is, I'm here, I'm I'm fine. This is where you think you should be, yeah. Um, do any of these books mention the guy, the thing in my... The name? The, the name from the voice I heard. Uh, when you look at them, you can't, um, you can't work that out because they appear to have been written in some kind of cipher. So it would take some time. But... Uh, the woman uh, pictured in the uh, in the pictures is wearing a name tag saying "Hello, my name is." <laughs> yeah. uh, looks like the woman on those silver coins. 
that you found, who you'll remember also oh. looks a bit like uh, Athelan. God damn it! <clears throat> yeah, I remember that adventure hook. <laughs> um, she has your... F- <clears throat> your f- looks like me. Family resemblance is uncanny. Hmm. Is there anything in my family history that I suddenly remember? Nope. Is there something you are telling us? No, no, no. Flensing and bathing in blood and milk of humans is (laughs) in your past. I got no idea. Sorry. All I know is, uh, well, we found these in Knoll House. What, what type of cleric are you again? Uh, a witness of Cthulhu. Are you sure? Yeah! <laughs> These are nothing related to Cthulhu. Hmm. Well, I'm going to set fire to this Genevieve, chair. As, you, as you're about to set fire to the chair, Genevieve turns to Lucky Jim and says, um, Look, I know this is a little bit awkward, but as a licensed plumber, I've got to... Um, there's not great ventilation in here, no chimney. You're not a licensed um, chimney. Chimney. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, water flow, air flow. I'm extrapolating. One goes down and one goes up. And uh, it's understandable, but I'm yeah. freezing to death. I'm freezing too. I'm just, I'm just How about it we out. take it out into the hallway and do it there? Where? Okay. I'm good with that. Yeah? Does the chair go through the um, wire doorway? You can carry it through. <laughs> as long as you're sort of holding it open, that's fine. Okay. It's not, it wasn't, I mean, it's not merely the touch of your armour. So we're going to take like it out to the hall and see if I do it. We warm up. Sure. Let's we, do that. We, you try and get warm. Okay. So how long do you want to spend? Until uh, I'm, till the stuff's burnt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Stuff is burnt and hopefully I'm feeling a little bit better. I really don't it, think we should burn it. It's like your relatives. Does anyone well, it's destroyed now. <laughs> any marshmallows? I've <laughs> got an empty flask for some reason. Um, <laughs> a bag of dirt. You might want to empty the dirt out. It would be useful <laughs> if it gets away on us. It's fine, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you can put out the fire with it. The kind of dirt you don't see when you dig in graves. So, um, this, this stuff will burn for about an hour or so. Uh, so you guys, anyone who's lost stamina can recover a point of stamina. Just one? Just one. After you've been sitting around for about 20 minutes or so, uh, you see another one of those schools of fish come come through, out through the wall and, and disappear out the other side, but it's then followed uh, Here we go. A, <laughs> a single larger uh, fish, uh, which is basically chasing them. Told ya! Told ya! <laughs> <laughs> the ogre tries to jump on the Ghost sharks! Uh, well, the ogre, alright, the, the fish like actually comes and tries to bite the ogre. Okay. It's a, while he's jumping on it? Yeah. Do we have to roll initiative to see who does which? Sure. How big is this fish? He rolled an 18. That's it's probably about two, three feet long. And it's got it's got big, like, it's actually got weird, like, teeth. Let's call it Like a barracuda. Barracuda, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. Cool. The other one got an 18. Uh, this thing got... A 19. Okay. He gets bitten. Boy, he attempted to be bitten. Yeah, it does. It tries to... What's your AC? 10. 10. Uh, that is a 20. Yeah. Uh, knocked out from... Legs knocked out from beneath the character, knocking you prone. So you won't be able to jump. 
now, so that'll fail and it will deal its... It deals two points of cold damage. That's cold. And then it, having bitten you, tries to like swim back away through the wall. Okay, it's, like, Unless, it's not holding on to me. No, no. So it bites and then yeah. tries to go. So yeah. anyone else can try and yeah, yeah, yeah. do something uh, in between, but... Maybe missile? <laughs> if you like. <laughs> it's going to be like everything I can ask because this is my only offensive spell. You fail a roll one of these days. I know. <laughs> it could be a while. 18 plus... 2... 20. So that's going to be a lot of damage again. Yeah, that'll be plenty. <laughs> Roll. You, you, you hit it with your force, bolts of force, and it, it dissipates. All right, so eventually the, the fire starts to burn down. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do we want to go down the non-wire mesh net door and look check in there? What did that oh, yeah. lead to again? Yeah. Don't know. That just carries on. The one on the left. Yeah, we went to the one on the right. What was on the one on the left? Dave? It's already open. Yeah, it's uh, open. there's no door. So yeah, it's no... just electrical corridor. You haven't gone in there before. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't. So one we'll... Doorway, sorry, out from the room. Yeah, just I know. But this too, yeah. Those have the what wires? The wires, which can be, you know, it might Scary. be dangerous. So deal with the non, semi non-dangerous corridor. I mean, it could be trapped for all we know. Yeah, and the corridor continues on apart from those two ones coming up. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it keeps it keeps going, curving down in that arc. So you don't know, there might be other exits once you go down, but you're not sure. One for checking the other corridor. So which, are we going through the room with the chairs or are we going down no. the corridor? Down okay. the corridor. Going north from that hallway. Assuming assuming that the hallway I talked about runs east-west. Yep. But then you'd be going north. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do that then. Uh, all right, so that's a, there's a sort of about a 15-foot corridor that then opens up into a room. Uh, it's a large chamber, a barrel vaulted to a height of 15 feet. This adventurer is really obsessed with how vaulted the, uh, <laughs> the ceilings are. To the far west of the room is a great seat of black stone, and seated upon it is a translucent figure of an achingly beautiful woman with silver-white skin and hair as black as ink. That looks like me? Yes, you recognise her features from the silver coin you found. All right. Her, her face is smiling and she says, I am Ivrian of Dalcia and I bid you welcome. 